I hope your immune system is better than mine and my family's and my friends. Today on Happier Music Teacher, teacher tips for when you are sick. Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. Unfortunately, as teachers, wives, and mothers, we've been around the block more than once about having yourself or a loved one sick. Here are nine tips to help you when that happens. Number one is go ahead and have those six supplies on hand. Your Sprites, your saltines, your chicken broth, the basic meds, the Gatorade, the thermometer. There is nothing worse than when you or your kid is sick and you have to run out to get that stuff. Now, you know sometimes your 12-year-old, hypothetically speaking, will drink all the sick Sprites and drink up all the Gatorade, so you'll end up doing it anyway. But much better to kind of have a steady supply of those things on hand instead of having to go out and overpay for them at the convenience store. Number two is a good habit. Leave your classroom every day, if possible, as if you will not be back the next day. So think about having your subplans out and accessible so no one's having to dig around and find them. Think about having your seating charts handy for that substitute. Think about your music play online subscription. Yes, I am that passionate about it. Think about complete strangers being in your room and you want to not be embarrassed and you want to make it as easy on them as possible. I will tell you a lot of times just the thread of that before I leave at the end of the day helps me just leave it a little bit better for the next person. And like I said, for the substitute, man, they're scarce lately, right? They're more rare than unicorns. So when you do have them, you want them to like you and be willing to come back. So anything you can do to make it better on them, great. Now, do I think it has to be a Pinterest-worthy sub-tub and you leave them a snack and a Coke and all that? Uh, I'm not that good, but I think tidy is a good achievable level. Number three, and this is tough when you are feeling rotten, but go ahead and get fresh at your earliest convenience. Sometimes just making the walk to the bathtub or the shower just feels like a marathon, but you're really going to feel better when you slip on at least a clean pair of pajamas or sweats, your teeth are clean, your face doesn't feel gross. So as much as you can, even if you have to get some help, get fresh as soon as you can. You'll feel better. Number four, I don't know about you, but my car does not politely tell me when my check engine light's going to come on before it happens. That'd be awfully convenient. And my kid doesn't just check my schedule to see if it's a convenient time to be sick. So you know at some point your kid is going to be sick. It's really a great idea to have a plan in place for which spouse is going to take care of that when. If you know there's some days that are completely off limits for your spouse, then you know you're going to step up and take it. But vice versa, if it's the day of your Veterans Day program, you know you're going to have to have your spouse. Go a step further if you have two working parents in your home, which most of us do these days, and have a plan B. It might be a neighbor. It might be family if you're lucky enough to have that nearby. But don't be surprised when you have a sick kid. Part of life, have a plan in place. Number five, if your insurance allows it, Doctor on Demand or another app like it is wonderful. Man, that is a time where modern conveniences are the best. If you just know you need an excuse note, but you don't necessarily need to get dressed up and go into urgent care and have them run all the tests, or you know your kid has an ear infection, you don't really need verification for that, but you do need a prescription or some help, I don't think it's a replacement for a long-term good relationship with the doctor and everything, but I do know that sometimes what you just need is a little bit of help right then, and it's not during office hours. If you have not had a chance to check this out, and if your insurance allows it, doctor on demand. 
Number six, you didn't really think I'd have a podcast episode and not mention sleep, did you? When you are sick, sleep with no guilt. You don't have to be productive. That's not the point. The point is to get yourself and your health and your energy level back to normal or even better. So at the first sign of sickness, go ahead and step that up. Naps are good too. There's no such bad thing with that. Think about going to bed early. Think about sleeping in. Think about moving your screens from your bed if they're going to keep you from getting that sleep. But definitely sleep when you're sick. You don't have to earn rest. Number seven, and this is as close to medical advice as you're going to get from me, so big disclaimer, I'm the happier music teacher, not the happier doctor. But for most of us, popping a multivitamin every day is smart, and then also taking some vitamin C if you're able. Number seven is as close to medical advice as you're going to get from me, and big disclaimer, I am the happier music teacher, not the happier doctor. But for a lot of us, we might benefit from taking a multivitamin daily, just a general multivitamin, and a dose of vitamin C like the emergency packets. Like I said, you didn't hear it from me, but for general good health, I don't think you can go too wrong with that. You might have a more advanced regimen, supplements, and all of that. Great. You do you. Number eight is drop the guilt. Now, in our mind, we think that's okay, but as soon as it happens to us, we are on the text chain with our other teachers frenetically apologizing for having the gall to be sick or have a sick kid, and we're not pulling a fast one. You or a loved one are sick. I trust you as a professional that when you're sick, you're sick. And even if your kids get spread out among your team, it is not your fault. Those sick days are baked into the cake, and I don't think any of us takes them lightly, I think for a lot of times it's a sacrifice, especially during a concert preparation season, but you are doing the responsible thing, the healthy thing, by taking sick days when you are sick. Do not go to work sick, and I promise you I won't either. Along that same line, number nine, put in for a sub as soon as possible if you're going to need one. I don't know if it's a guilt or if it's just a practical matter, but it makes me crazy when people wait till the morning at 7 a.m. and get concerned when they don't have a sub that day. Of course you're not going to get a sub that day. You put in for it at 6 or 7 a.m. in the morning. It's probably not going to happen. You might luck out. That's cool. But if you think you're going to need a sub, I think it's much better to go ahead and put in for it the night before. And then, like I said, don't jack them around. Be kind to them. Treat them respectfully the way you'd like to be treated if you're a sub. But probably better if you think you're going to need one, go ahead and put in. Just be done with it. Here's your bonus tip. When you do come back to work, whether it's from when your child was sick, when you're sick, whatever's going on there, come back gently. This is straight from my mother's handbook, and I remember I would be a kid, and I would come back the day after I was sick from school. She would always just really be on me to take it easy, it's okay, because I would be tired and teary and extra sensitive and just kind of a train wreck and not really feeling 100%. Very likely, you're going to be the same way when you come back. Your voice may not be 100%. It's possible your sub was not amazing. Um, so just take it easy that day. Don't have a big emotional reaction to however your classroom or your plans were left. Take it easy, plan a light day on purpose, and head straight home so you can rest a little bit more. So in no particular order, the teacher tips for when you are sick are, number one, have those six supplies on hand. Number two, leave your classroom every day as if you won't be back the next. Not from a morbid standpoint, but just that you might have something come up like sickness. Number three, get fresh at your earliest convenience when you're not feeling well so that you feel better. Number four, have that plan in place, even just a lightly penciled plan for which spouse is going to take care of the sick kid and also a plan B. Number five, doctor on demand, great app. Number six, sleep with no guilt. Number seven, 
multivitamins, vitamin C, anything that boosts your immunity. Number eight, let's drop the guilt as a profession. Number nine, if you do choose to put in for a sub, put in for it as soon as possible if needed. And your bonus tip, come back gently, be gentle with yourself and your students. You'll both probably need a little grace that day. This week's verse of the day, Proverbs 17, 22. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. In this week's Mindset Minute, you are not a machine. And even machines perform suboptimally sometimes. Your car breaks down. The copier never works at school, right? And even if you were a machine, you wouldn't be a perfect machine. So let's stop the pressure on ourselves to be machine-like perfect at school when you're very human. You might be very sick or very tired or very discouraged or any of those other very human-like feelings. And even on other days when you're feeling your best, you shouldn't probably wear yourself out more than you should on a typical day. You are not a machine. You don't expect it from other people. I hope not. Don't expect it from yourself. Today's People Podcast and Promotion Spotlight shines on musicplayonline.com. I don't think that I have referenced this one yet, although frankly I haven't been organized enough to tell, but if I haven't, I don't know what's made me wait so long. I could not teach elementary music without musicplayonline.com, and that is the absolute truth. And regarding sickness and subplans, I think that's where it really shines. I think the learning modules, when you need a shortcut for your lesson planning, which are still really good lessons, if you have not checked it out, please do so. And if you haven't made friends with it yet, I think if someone's not a fan, they just don't know it well enough yet. Musicplayonline.com. If you're a newer podcast listener to Happier Music Teacher, welcome. Here are a few things you might be able to do to support the podcast. The first is join the Happier Music Teachers Facebook group. That group is a source of joy for me and I post in it daily. The second thing you might consider is leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And the third is purchasing Happier Music Teacher, currently on F-flat Books and soon to come on Amazon. I love to meet listeners and Facebook group members in person. Here are two opportunities to meet you in the spring. I'll be presenting at TMEA. Better Boundaries for Private Lessons Teachers. Those dates are February 7th through February 10th. I'll let you know more when I know my exact date and time. And also at the OAKE National Conference, March 14th through March 17th. It's Oak's 50th anniversary, and it's going to be in Chicago. I'm a native Illinoisan. I can't wait. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.